I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 51 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hey, Emily. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. Just uh, chilling here on this uh, Sunday morning, slightly hungover, slightly everything. (laughs) How are you? I am okay. I just got back from vacation like nine o'clock last night. I'd been in Massachusetts since Tuesday, hanging out with my family on the beach. And I need an extra weekend because I don't want to go back to work tomorrow. How was the beach? It was nice. Like we had a really good time. Like we got pretty good weather. It wasn't too hot. We, we hung out at the beach. We hung out, like, at my brother's apartment. We went and had, like, amazing seafood. Yeah, that was my next question was, how was the food? <laughs> oh, my God. We went to this, like, fried seafood place. And we had fried scallops and fried whole belly clams and onion rings and french fries and chowder and lobster and fish and ice cream. And we just like ate outside and it was so good. That's like my heaven. Like give me lobster, give me all the seafoods and ice cream. And that's my heaven. <sighs> but I'm glad that you had a good week. Yeah, it was just it was good to it was good to see my parents and my siblings. That's good. Uh they're doing yeah, good. Everybody's good. It's been it's been sort of weird to be gone. Well, there's been lots of Comic-Con news, but it was, you know, sort of, I was just sort of like checking in when I could, but mostly trying to enjoy vacation. That's crazy. I know I've been in like the middle of all of it, so it's been really funny. It's like I, I'm at Comic-Con, but not the same time. It's like I'm hanging out with people who are at Comic-Con, so it's like I'm there. Because last night, Steel had a get-together with a bunch of podcasters and everything, and it was really fun. Um, Dom from the Star Wars Underworld and I, um, we, we were talking to Corey. Uh, Corey Stories, Corey from Now This Is Podcasting, Force Order Transmissions, this sweet little child he's not a child he's like 20 but um so like I was asking we're like talking and I was like Corey like if I gave you a list of people that you'd fuck marry kill like would you give me answers and he's like yeah and Dom's like okay wait we need to record this so for like 30 minutes we were talking to Corey and we were giving him just like you know people from Star Wars and everything and then we went around and asked people 
So it was it was a good time. We, we found out a lot of information about each other that night. So. Oh, that sounds fun. Great. Yeah. But yeah, it's always fun hanging out with podcast people. Uh, speaking of, apparently, my dad still sometimes listens to the podcast. Oh, hi, dad. <laughs> Which he told me while we were on vacation. And I thought, well, at this point, it's his own fault, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, like, how recent does... Because it's like, we didn't start doing, like, the Fuck, Mary Kills until, like, I think it was about 10 episodes ago? Maybe. But still. Yeah, like, I don't even think my parents... Rusty doesn't even listen anymore. Like, he can't even hear after... Or listen after I say fuck. So, once I say fuck, he's out. So, bye, Rusty. I mean, my dad, like, my dad doesn't mind me swearing. Because, you know, I'm 34. He knows that I swear. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Hi, Dad, if you're listening. I really, I hope you're not. But. <laughs> Hi, Dad. I guess. Hope hope you're having I a good guess, day. Thank you. Even though it's weird. Yeah, thanks, number one supporter. Send us an email at canobitepod <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, <laughs> So, how was Comic-Con hanging out? It was a lot of fun. It was really funny because, like, we were all, like, standing around talking. And um, Vanessa Marshall walks by. And if you don't know who that is, she's the voice actress for Hera from Star Wars. (laughs) And I was talking to Jared from Podcast 287. All of a sudden, he turns to her and he's like, you're fantastic. And she just, we're just, like, talking for, like, five minutes. Like, she's really nice. Oh, that's cool. That was a fun, like, hey, you know, like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, met some, uh, you know, met up with Steel, Randy, Corey, Jared, Blake was there. Oh, nice. I'm trying to think of a bunch of other podcast people. Um, I met people from other podcasts. Like, there's one called called Hoth Topics. I thought that was creative. Um, Brian Young was there. I didn't really talk to him. Ash Croson was there. Uh, Laura Circural was there. I can never pronounce her last name, but she dresses up as Rose all the time and fuck yeah, Rose Tico. But um, yeah, it was really fun. I I got like more drunk than it probably should have. <laughs> like I didn't realize how drunk I was until I was walking around, walking to um, the apartment that everyone was staying at. And for some reason, I had like a shit ton of Sithless stickers and I was just like putting them everywhere. Oh my God. And I was just like, just running around and then like steal like saw someone at like at a restaurant outside and then like i like slapped a sticker like right underneath like the seat of someone and then he's like oh hi who are you are you friends with steel and i was just like i don't know who i am i'm sorry (laughs) oh man but no it was it was a lot of fun it sucked though because um I like I had to work yesterday and I had like a killer migraine so I had to be like I can't be here anymore and then went out and you know did Star Wars stuff so I like felt bad but I mean like I was dying at work so I mean like I didn't want to die at Comic-Con so there you go but yeah yeah but we found out a lot of cool stuff about Abim. We found out a lot of cool stuff at Comic-Con. So Yeah, there was there was fun. actually news. People didn't think it was going to be a particularly like heavy new year news year for Star Wars, but as I mean everybody knows by now, the Clone Wars is coming back. 
for uh I, yeah, for 12 episodes on the streaming service. I, I am still so surprised. I that's the last thing I would have guessed that we would get more episodes of Clone Wars. Like I really thought that book was closed. We're getting nothing else. And like I I feel like me and like a bunch of people just accepted that. And then now that it's coming back, it's such a surprise. But then it's like you go back and you're like, well, duh, they didn't finish it. Like they they, they well, probably should. It makes a lot of sense, like, the more I think about it, in terms of they have this streaming service and they need content for it. Because it doesn't matter. Like, I get that it's, like, Disney, but you can't just have movies and old content on streaming services now. It's not the way it works anymore. Like, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, they're all doing their own shows. Like, the DC, like, streaming one is doing their stuff. Like, you have to have original content, and that can't just be... Like, I know they're going to have other stuff besides Star Wars, but it can't just be the one Star Wars show. And yeah. with, with Clone Wars, it makes sense because they already... Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not like everything's already, like, out there, but it's also not like starting a show from page one. Like, you have a lot of the assets already. There's the groundwork for everything. You have an instant buy-in from the fans. Yeah, but it, it's really interesting because, like, obviously they need to put some Star Wars stuff, like, on the streaming app because, you know, Disney. But, like, there's going to be, like, a lot of people out there that are just going to, like, buy it, like, just for, like, the Disney movie's sake. Like, I was thinking about because, like... um the uh, DC released like their pricing for their like streaming service. I believe it was like seven ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. And but Disney, by the way, did you see that Titans trailer? Because it looks like shit. All, no offense, but like all of those DC trailers look like shit. Like, I mean, like Aquaman was like the best out of all of them. Like Godzilla looked fucking weird, even though the music was like nice and Eleven was in it, but. What the fuck? what the fuck? Like I just, I'm like half of the time I'm like, well, what is this? But yeah, I mean, like this streaming service will be anywhere from, I think it's going to be at least ten ninety nine a month. That's my bet because they're going to have so much shit. Like they're going to have to like take like all the shit that they have on Netflix and put it under the store. Like, how is that going to work? Like they already have, like they have the clone wars. They have a couple star Wars movies. They have a couple of those Avenger Marvel movies and they have those TV shows. And like Netflix is going to be like, not dead, but like less filled with successful shows. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, in terms of the, the Marvel stuff, I think it's a big, it's probably a big hit for Netflix. But we also don't know how all that is playing out yet. Exactly. And then, like, they might buy Fox, too. So, <laughs> X-Men shit will... Or, I don't know. But again, like, to, to get a buy-in, like, people already ha- people already have Netflix. And people who are, are just in for the movies probably already own a bunch of the movies. Yeah. So you have to have stuff that's that's getting people in the door because once people subscribe, even, you know, the, tw- the clone wars are saying is, is going to be 12 episodes, mm-hmm. but a lot of people, here's what, here's what you plan on as a streaming service. Either people will buy it for one thing and, and they'll like it and they'll keep 
going because they'll find other shows. Or what happens a lot with that stuff is you just sort of forget about it. And you just because it's automatically renewing subscription, you know, it comes out and you just like at the first of the month and you go, eh, I really should cancel that. But I already got charged for this month. I'll do it next month. And then you forget again. And then you forget again. Yeah. And, you know, because I'm like that with Netflix, too, because like I watch shows every now and then. But then it's like, oh, yeah, like I have Netflix. I totally forget. But. Then, you know, with a show like The Clone Wars, like what they might do is they might just do like one episode a week. So oh, you have, 12 yeah, episodes. Yeah. So that's how they're going to get people. And I don't know, like I already know, like I'm a guaranteed buy for this streaming service because, you know, one, like Star Wars stuff, obviously, but two, like the amount of like disney movies that will be on this app hopefully like you go from probably like the like probably almost all the disney movies because it's like it's really hard to watch those like really old ones now so but you have a guaranteed buy right here and that's there's a lot of people like me out there too who's like the guaranteed buys because there are a bunch of disney freaks out there well yeah but i don't know it's it's interesting it makes me think, like, what else they're going to put on this streaming service for Star Wars. Because, I mean, like, they're bringing back the Clone Wars. What, are we going to get, like, a a Rebels thing, too? Or is, um, doubt it. But, God. But, yeah, you're all right. It is a no-brainer that, you know, obviously, like, they want to attract people, Star Wars people, to the streaming service. So, of course, bring something back that they all love, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, well, um, like, it was cool to watch like the reactions from people on Twitter and stuff. People are really excited. Like for me, mm-hmm. like honestly for me, like it might as well be an announcement that you're bringing back, like, I don't know, like party of five. Like I just like, I like, I have no ill will against it. I just like, I do not give a shit except for it makes a lot of my friends excited and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was so weird because like last week like we were talking about like the Clone Wars hype and you know I was talking about like maybe like this isn't like it's a good show but it's not great but you know for some reason like watching the trailer like I got really emotional and I was just like what the fuck like I thought you know I was not like indifferent about this show but I was more like I like it but I don't love it but well I don't know just see nostalgia yeah. nostalgia is like a big button to push for people I mean for mm-hmm. me too. Like it's a, and it's a good trailer. Yeah, it is. Like seeing all the different clone helmets is really cool. Like I know people friggin' love Ahsoka, and so having her and Anakin like see each other again, and of course you have the music, and you could put that music to anything, and people are gonna get excited about it because it's fucking Star Wars music. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then it reminds me of like when I first started getting into the show and then like finding out like all the mall stuff and like watching it from the very beginning and being like, oh, you know, this is great. And then like the Disney purchase was made. So then, you know, we didn't really get to finish the series. And now that we get to like all of the things that, you know, you think that you're never going to see, like you're going to fucking see them. And like, that's really exciting and i think like seeing like seeing anakin obi-wan in the animation that they're supposed to be in revenge of the sith like that got me really excited because it's like it's it's all connected and you know we're probably gonna see like how 
they got from Siege of Mandalore to Revenge of the Sith. So I'm really excited to see how that all connects. I'm I'm hoping that these 12 episodes are really like tight. I'm hoping it's one mm-hmm. like 12 episode story. You know, I'm a little worried, though, because I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but there are about two or three unfinished animation arcs that are online. Like, it's not the complete animation, but it's like they have, like, the voices. They have, like, the... It's like... I guess, like, I would say, like, 50% done. Like, the music's there and everything. What I'm afraid of is that Dave Filoni will take these arcs, complete them, and then put them like as these episodes because like all together like that's about like five or six episodes and that only leaves us with like six like brand new ones but I don't know what he's gonna do it sort of depends how Canada has changed since then I mean one of them was just about s- shit that happened on Utapal. the other one was about a, like the ba- a batch of clones and like apparently it was like the bad batch and like they are all like wacky clones. There was a third one. I forget what it was. And then there are a couple scenes out there. Um one of them was like with like Cad Bane and Boba Fett having like a shoot off or something, but I'll have to uh, deep dive into that, but I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of what material that we'll get from these 12 episodes cuz I know that we're going to get the Siege of Mandalore, but that's probably only going to be about like four or five episodes. But I don't know. And now, like, it's interesting that they're doing the Siege of Mandalore because, you know, it was already explained in a book. Which book? Uh, The Soka one by E.K. Johnson. I think that's her name. But yeah. So, and that's the thing is that we don't know, like, when the Clone Wars series is going to, like, end. Like, is it going to end, like, how, like... It ended in the book, like, because, like, some things, like, happen in the book with, like, Ahsoka and Rex, and, like, that's how, like, they escape Order 66 or something, so, I don't know, it's interesting, but I'm really excited, like, I'm excited for, like, all of our friends that are, like, really, really in the Clone Wars, and, you know, I'm excited just for more, like, Star Wars material, and for, like, this was definitely the best time was to reveal this news, it's just because I feel like fandom's just, like, we're getting back to like where we were before. Like everyone's all happy and shit. Like I like this. But yeah, I was surprised though that we didn't get anything Star Wars Resistance. Cause I remember like, cause the panel was on Thursday. I got off of work at like eight. I went to sleep, woke up like back at two, and I was like, oh, okay, like where's the Resistance trailer? And then I go on Twitter and I see Siege of Mandalore, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of. I'm sort of concerned that we didn't get anything on resistance. That's that seems very strange to me. You know, it could be a lot of things. Maybe they're not ready. Like maybe I'm not going to say like maybe it's not as serious as, you know, something like Rebels or Clone Wars. Like maybe it's just going to be like a really kiddie show because that Freemaker series, like they were never like promoting the fuck out of it, you know? So I really think that this this resistance show. This is Comic-Con. It's not like advertising on TV. This is your audience. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was like an either or situation where it's like, okay, Dave, like either, 
you know, talk about Clone Wars or talk about Resistance. And obviously, you're going to talk about the most important one. And that's the thing with the Resistance is that you can just show a random trailer like any random day. But then again, like you're right, it's Comic-Con. Like you probably want as much Star Wars news as possible to get the fans really hyped. Well, yeah, because people are going to people are going to people are already into the Clone Wars. And obviously, like, yeah. that's a huge news and it gets everybody talking. And so I, I get why you announce it. But I'm I'm still surprised there wasn't there wasn't a resistance trailer. There wasn't a resistance yeah. anything. I mean that show comes out this fall, October I believe. I don't know. It's it's weird, but who knows? I mean, like maybe we'll get a trailer in like the next like day or two or month or two. You know, you never you never know with Star Wars. <laughs> but. Uh, But, yeah, we got some book news, too. A lot of books. All right. Um, Yeah, um, we saw... All right, we already know that Amy Ratcliffe was doing uh, Women of the Galaxy, which is sort of this, you know, I guess sort of like a Star Wars encyclopedia, but on the women of the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, We saw some artwork from that. It's pretty cool. And also uh, Kathleen Kennedy is writing the Ford, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. No, I like this. I don't know. Like, this is a book I'll probably I'll probably pick up. Um, I mean, I don't buy a lot of physical books anymore. But since this, you know, has such great artwork, and I like, you know, they, yeah. they really she really Amy, um, and and the people who work on this book really like tried to get like a bunch of different women artists involved, and that's really cool. Yeah, the art that we saw, we saw. Um, the cover art, which is this great drawing of Ray, and then there's this really cool one of uh, Queen Amadamo, and also a Ahsoka one with like Vader in the background. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I'm excited for that to come out. Like I feel like like we've never had that before. Like a a book about like the women of like the Star Wars galaxy. Like that's really sick. I really like that. But I see what what else is there coming out? We're getting a a solo novelization. Yeah, no. This seems like it's coming out much Late. later than it should be, right? Like yeah, it's coming out like it's coming out in September, which is what, like four months after the movie? Yeah, I uh, the last Jedi novelization came out like in March though. Okay. Maybe maybe it's just because in March people were still talking about the last Jedi. And yeah. I don't hear people talking about Solo still. Yeah, that movie just like disappeared. Like I don't really see anything uh Solo stuff in my timeline anymore i did see um an ashing figure of uh details as character though that was like the only thing of solo that oh yeah then just like some new like solo toys but yeah i don't really hear anything about that anymore but oh what else is there um a solo comic mini series yeah and this is like it's this comes this starts in october too and it's it's five issues and it's just sort of going into the backstory and stuff like some of the stuff that we heard about that they just skipped so we'll see some of this stuff that happened with han when he was an imperial cadet 
we'll I guess get some backstory on on Beckett in terms of why Beckett is willing to trust this kid who he just meets randomly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that's when they were when they were talking about why this is a must read the panelist said read this one closely because you don't know where this one is going to head to and connect to in the future ah fuck yeah but that's i'm yeah we'll just hear about it we'll listen to will communication or something and they'll tell us about it hell yeah our boys what do you think the thing connecting to the future is going to be i think it's going to be like mole they're going to be like mole does this and yeah, you know they're going to do that because like they love putting Maul in everything. It's like if they're not sure about it, put Darth Maul in it. If you know, like <laughs> that's like Dave Filoni's like safe or like like uh, can't think of the word, but yeah, that's like his, his safe card is Darth Maul. Like he is not sure about something, put Darth Maul in it. Like Rebels, not sure about how season two is going, just put Maul in it. It'll be fine. Yeah, we'll we'll get more into my Maul annoyance later because I watched some Clone Wars. But yeah, this we knew. Like, if somebody tells me it's really good, I might pick it up when it's all done. But otherwise, I mean, it's hard. Like, when it's a movie you don't particularly care about, it's sort of like, eh. There might be some like interesting little tidbits for canon, but I'm I'm happy to just read about them. Yeah. Uh the the new series that I am really interested in which is this sort of, they're describing it as a, as a maxi series because it's 30 issues and it's going to be age of the Republic followed by age of rebellion, followed by age of resistance. Uh, and this is going to start in December and what each of them is going to be within these, like, you know, I guess like 12 issues or whatever, you know, 10 issues each is it's going to be each issue is going to have a villain story and a hero story. Like, so the first issue is age of the public number one, and that's going to be Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. Hmm. So with age of the Republic. Oh no, sorry. Yeah. Age of the Republic. Um, Jody Hazard focuses on the iconic heroes and villains in the prequel era. It's going to be four months, eight issues, and each month is going to have a hero story and a villain story. Release order, Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Jango Fett, Anakin Skywalker and Count Dooku, and Padme and Grievous. And we don't know, we don't know yet what the stories for Rebellion or Resistance are going to be, but I think that's cool. I think it's a, I think it's an interesting way to do it and I like it because it means you can pick up the issues that are characters that you like yeah I like that and I like to see Dooku on there yeah I feel like he's sort of an underexplored villain yeah ooh I wonder if we're gonna get him in Clone Wars like I want more Dooku honestly like I want to know more about him. Like it's still, I don't, I think I talked about it last or I don't know. I don't know what to talk about these things anymore. It's been 50 episodes. But I don't know. I just feel like he's a character that we still don't know. I mean, like with all the prequel characters, I mean, like we, we've known like some of them, but I mean like Dooku, like it's all it's known is that, you know, he used to 
being the be a Jedi. Then all of a sudden he's like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna be in charge of the Separatists and one day uh, take over the Empire." Because that was like the, the game plan, you know. Like he got the little Death Star plans, and that was gonna be his uh, child. But then Mendo, uh, yeah, Mendo. Yeah, and I think I don't know. I'm I'm okay. So obviously, like when you're getting into like the rebellion i'm assuming that we're gonna see i mean our heroes probably fairly standard i mean Mm -hmm. luke leia han maybe like a maybe a yoda story i'd love if there's a chewbacca one uh or or a lando one villains i mean okay so obviously you do vader who, who else do you do? The Emperor, There's you could. Old Man Chief. Um, Boba. Boba Fett would make sense. I mean, at least it would. Mendo? I doubt it. A Tarkin? Tarkin would be cool. Speaking of which, speaking of which, a lot of people told me that um, I really, I knew that, that Chuck Wendig did the Darth Vader annual number two. And it has both Tarkin and Krennic in it. Uh, thanks everybody who has like tweeted this at me. I I've, I was on vacation a week and I haven't been near a comic book store, but I'm hoping I can like pick it up on my lunch break for work, and then I'll talk about it next week. Ooh, I'll read that too. I've been trying to keep up with those Vader comics. They're okay. I like them but i'm excited to see mendo in comics yeah it's comics got one. yeah it's got it's got mendo. krennic and tarkin and it's written by chuck wendig so i'm like okay yeah i'll definitely fucking read that that's like on brand for you <laughs> it's very very on brand for me i <laughs> I, tweet, I tweeted out that chuck wendig had basically written me porn <laughs> did he say anything to that no he didn't thank oh. god <laughs> oh, i love it but but emily most importantly. No, 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 no. Shush. We still oh. got to talk about this comic. Oh, God. Okay, great. Age of Resistance. Oh, yeah. Resistance. Okay. You could do Ray. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can do Poe whether you have to because he already had his own comic book even though that's ending. You could do a cool Finn story. Chewbacca. I'd like to... You could still... You could, you could still do Chewbacca. I guess you could do Finn and BB-8. Uh, I'd like to see... I'd like to see a Holdo. Yeah, I was going to say Holdo. That would be good. And then, okay, so Kylo, Hawks, Phasma. Um, um, <laughs> who are who are other villains? Who is bad? Uh, um, I guess you could do something with Snoke. Oh yeah, Snoke. Who's bad in um, I mean, Ka- Kanji Club? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing is that sometimes it's hard to find like bad guys. Like, you know, it's like obviously like, you know, our good guys are. But I mean, like there's. Yeah, but OK, OK, let's say, though, because if. If this starts December of this year and we know we're getting eight issues of the Republic I'm assuming this is a monthly comic. Yeah. Like that already takes us to 
like next August. So, and then Age of the Rebellion. We could, by the time it gets to the Age of Resistance, there could be another villain. Or or it could be a villain from the Resistance, uh, the TV show. Or the Knights of Ren. If they ever do anything with the Knights of Ren, which I'm not convinced they are. I mean, like, I wouldn't care. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, like, they didn't really do anything with midi-chlorians or the, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, but yeah, it, I'm, yeah, that's it. Man, it's weird to think about that we could have, a, like, a new villain. I don't know if I want and, but one. Who knows, who knows what the Resistance TV show is going to give us, though? It's going to give I mean, that- they can't. They can't rely like only on the bad guys we already have, like especially if they want to actually do anything with them. I hear that one of the characters um, that was drawn. I, you remember that like that photo of like that shareholders meeting in like France or something, and it showed <laughs> like. So there's like this like red stormtrooper person. Oh, cardinal, cardinal. Yeah. yeah, from that Phasma book. Uh-huh. So that might be a bad guy. You never know. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know. This all sounds interesting. I'm more interested in the Age of the Republic one because there's some more characters that I wanna get I wanna get to know and want to see in comic form. So yeah. Well, speaking of oh, here we go. Okay. You wanna um, handle this one since it's like your girl? Yeah, she's my girl. She's my girl. But yeah, okay, so um it was announced that we're finally getting a Padme novel. And this is the best because it's basically how she went from queen to senator. This is fucking huge. Like, this was kind of explained in Attack of the Clones. Like, it was, there was, like, a deleted or, like, an extended scene from the deleted scenes of her talking about, like, how she went from, like, A to B. And, like, now we're going to get a whole fucking book about it. And it's by E.K. Johnson, uh, Star Wars The Queen's Shadow. It'll be out. She did She did the Ahsoka novel, right? Yes, she did. Okay. So she's trusted. So uh, it's coming out March uh, 5th, 2019. Uh, this description, Padme Modella served Naboo. Well, it's as, clo- as its queen, but now she is ready to begin a new chapter in her life. The newly elected queen asked Padme to serve Naboo in a new capacity as a senator. With help from her devoted handmaidens, Padme must figure out how to navigate the treacherous waters of politics and forgive or forge a new identity beyond the Queen's shadow. Fuck. This is great. It's everything I've always, I've always wanted. And E.K. Johnson says, the story of Padme changing from Queen to Senator and the person behind her and all the three other handmaidens behind Padme. I can't speak, but this is great. I'm excited. Now, I know, I know people have wanted more about the handmaidens. So that's exciting. I'm really hoping that this means, like, I mean, it has to mean we'll get a lot of Padme that isn't about her romance with Anakin. I mean, it's definitely, he's going to be mentioned in the book no matter what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of the actual story, it's it's not about that. Yeah. Like, I really don't think that there should be any romance because it's like she had that relationship with like what paolo and she was talking to anakin about that but like we don't need like romance in this like, i we... thought you loved romance in star wars oh i do like but something like something as great as padme it's like that's all we need right there like that's that's it you know i want this 
kind of like political, not thriller, but just, you know, how she went from queen to senator. Like, that's huge. Like, we're going to get Palpatine probably in this, too. Like, him, like, swaying her probably to do shit, you know, because that's all he did to her. Like, he, he used them all as puppets, you know? But and I'm I'm hoping we get, you know, some some appearances from people like Bale. Mm-hmm. And so. and obviously my mom Mothma and other like just some of the other senators that we've met along the way. Oh yeah. I wonder if like they show like their first like interactions or something. But because the Star Wars does love its cameos. What if Mendo pops up in here? Like he did in Leia? Fuck yeah. Mendo popped up in Leia? Un- unnamed. But yes, there is a scene in uh, Leia, <laughs> Prince of Alderaan, where she is overhearing a conversation about with with a with an Imperial officer dressed all in white. Ooh, that boy. I, I, I forget exactly what he's talking about, like getting some resources or something. But congrats. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it could be Thrawn, like two dude, dude, fuck. So I mean, like, well, they didn't, they, they, they didn't say that he was blue, which is sort of the first thing you mention about him. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's no, maybe blue people are are like, I don't know, like maybe like it's, I don't know. No, I'm think I, they might even describe him as human. I don't remember, but it, yeah, it was yeah, it's Krennic. But they didn't mention the cape. I feel like when you mention Mendo, you have to mention the cape. Well, we do. Because we have an obsession, but... I mean, it's not an obsession. It's a lifestyle. Mm, okay. I mean, in my case, it's a bit of a, like, a altar. A shrine, maybe? I don't know. I'm looking at my desk right now. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Krennic on it. I mean, I have a bunch of Porgs up here. Like, I... I'm not obsessed with porgs, you know, like I just I appreciate them. Like I'm not obsessed with Mendo, like I appreciate him. And that You're picture, not obsessed with Mendo. I I I'm not, but I think I I, I slightly am. I mean, well, I'm more obsessed with Krennic than I am with Mendo. I love Mendo, don't get me wrong, and I'll watch a bunch of movies with him cuz he's amazing. But like the actual obsession is more with Krennic cuz it's I feel better about being obsessed with a fictional character than a real person who has like an actual life. Yeah. Well, the, there was a picture of him with a bunch of dogs and that was a good picture. Yeah. It was a very good picture. Yeah. But anyways, uh, more books. Um, we get master and apprentice, a new Claudia gray book, which is why I'm really excited about this one. Yes. Um, more than I am the actual subject matter. I just, uh, Claudia Clary is good. And this one comes out in February 26th of next year. Set before the events of The Phantom Menace, this thrilling new novel from bestseller Claudia Clary stars Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi on a dangerous mission for the Jedi. I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, I'll read it. Yep. I'm down. I remember there used to be old, like, uh, Legends novels of like Qui Gon and Obi Wan, like before the Phantom Menace. So it's going to be nice uh, knowing what actually happens in like, canon with these characters. <laughs> I mean, look, if I was being honest, I wish that Claudia were writing the Padme book. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's somebody like I didn't I didn't read the Ahsoka novel, but it's not. 
one that I hear mentioned much in terms of like people's favorite Star Wars books. Yeah, I and agree. Claudia Gray is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I would have thought that she would have done the, the Padme novel. But I don't know. I'm still excited. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think um, Claudia Gray, like, doing a Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, I think that's going to be, like, really interesting to read. I'm definitely. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think it'll be. I think it'll be really good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm interested to know more about Qui-Gon. I mean, I don't really care about him in the movies, but he's Liam Neeson. And we don't really, in terms of canon, know anything about him. We do not, which is weird. We don't know a lot of canon characters in canon. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There's lots of kids' books that were announced, um, including. Now, when I first heard this announced, I didn't. I didn't realize it was part of the Star Wars Adventures comics line, which is sort of their their younger ones. Um. So I was a little more excited about it when I first heard of it, and that's a uh, Tales from Vader's Castle. And it's sort of like a five-issue miniseries with eerie adventures and a band of rebels. Uh, Told in the shadow of Vader's castle, these spooky stories features Hera, Kanan, Chopper, Han Solo, and Chewbacca, the Ewoks, and of course, Darth Vader himself. Oh, shit. So it is sort of like one-off little, like, I guess sort of like Halloween-y type kids comic. So, like, are they all in Vader's castle? Is that, like, what I, it is? I In the shadow of Vader's castle. That is a spooky story. Just, like, everyone, like, for some reason in Darth Vader's castle. And then, like, Darth Vader just kills them, like, one by one. Like, that'd be creepy. But <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if the Ewok comic in Star Wars Adventures, which is, again, the younger-geared comic line... Is just e- it just Ewoks getting massacred by Darth Vader? <laughs> I mean, they'll have I would to, like, I would buy a hundred issues copies of that. I mean, that's what I think of is like Vader, like Vader's castle, spooky, and bringing you these characters. I think of this like scary ass movie of like people being in this fucking castle for some reason, and the bad guy just killing them off like one by one, and then finally that last person there like battles the bad guy and like either wins or loses, but it's Darth Vader, so they're all dead. I mean, I do want a Star Wars horror movie, but I don't particularly want to see a bunch of Ewoks get it. <laughs> I would watch a movie of I would watch okay, I guess I would watch another movie because I already got one. I would watch another movie of just Ewoks killing people. Yeah. It's really satisfying. I mean Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be a Yeah, a Star Wars horror movie would be great. Like we need we need one of those. We need a holiday holiday Star Wars movie. No I'm kidding. We got, we already got the haul. Hey, have you ever seen the holiday special? Yeah. I mean, never all the way through it once, but I've seen it all in segments. During the holidays, we should like do like uh, like both of us like watch it and like kind of like review it. Let's drunk watch it. I am game for that. Because it's the only, I mean, honestly, even making fun of it, drunk is the only way to watch it. Yeah, we'll do like a drinking game. We'll get 
we'll get listeners to send in suggestions for drinking game rules. Yeah, I like that. It's a really good one. All right. But yeah, uh, can't wait to see if I get her kill everyone in the comic. No kidding. So, yeah, so no. overall, like overall, what are your Comic-Con like takeaways? Star Wars is bad. No, I mean, like, I'm really excited that we're getting a lot more Star Wars material and novels. I feel like that's kind of been lacking. Like, mm-hmm. we, there have only been, like, a couple of, like, really big novels that come out since the Disney purchase. So I'm really excited that we're getting more, like, prequel era stuff, too. I feel like that was the biggest takeaway from this con is that we're getting a lot of prequel-centric things in 2019, which is really exciting. But what about you? What's your biggest takeaway? I mean, yeah, again, like the, it, it's funny, like all the people who talk about how, you know, oh, Disney is just like insulting all the prequel fans by ignoring it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you, you've been like watching, but they're, they're certainly not doing that. Um, yeah, I, like the Clone Wars obviously is the big thing. I still, I still think it's really weird we didn't get a Resistance trailer. Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, I like seeing all the, I like seeing all the books. Like, and there's books like across the line. I, I mean, it's not like I'm into those Star Wars kids books, but it's, it's good to see that they sort of are focusing on a bunch of age groups. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, uh, Tom, who works at, at, at Delray as an editor, there was he tweeted out that. It, you know, it's fun to to announce all this stuff, but we still have lots more stuff to announce in the future. And I'm like, oh, man. I mean, obviously they do. I, I realize how far out book publishers have things planned. It's, it's a really long lead time there. But, man, I want to know what stuff is coming. Even, right, even after we get a bunch of stuff announced, I'm just like, okay, but tell me what else is coming now. Yeah, I know. I feel bad. I, I, he was in Comic Con, or I think went to Steel Thing, but I didn't see him. He's very nice. Oh, I had yeah. lunch with him a couple weeks ago. He's a good dude. That's awesome. Love me some good Star Wars dudes. But um, it's great. Comic Con's great. It, today's the last day Comic Con, so everyone can sleep and eat normal foods because. God, that's hard. There's no like good food places and like it's really hard to get like edible food in like downtown San Diego. Like that's what I've realized. Cause it's like, there's like, there's like a Ralph's and then there's like Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. but like, there's not a lot of like, Hey, normal foods other than like places that close like 10 or 11, you know? So it's like, I've seen all these people like fucking suffering, like eating like taquitos from Seven Eleven, being like, this is so good. And I'm like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I, basically don't eat during cons which is probably really bad for me i was like that at uh d23 like i just refused to eat like i just um i lost my appetite which i never do because well like at new york comic-con like new york comic-con is like out on the piers so you're sort of there's not anything right there Except the super overpriced, like, stuff that's actually on the venue. Like, you can't just 
Mm-hmm. It's not like there's just a McDonald's right across the street. Like there's stuff there, but like it's, you know, it could be like a 20 minute walk. Yeah. 20 minute walk for food. But yeah, it's been a good week, but it's about to get better because Emily watched The Clone Wars. Yeah, I did. Um, I watched the first episode of season five. And basically, it's Savage and Darth Maul have been like going around the galaxy, killing a bunch of people. And then they sort of like take over some of Hondo's crew and they go and attack Hondo. But um, Obi-Wan and a female Jedi whose name I don't know are there. And they fight a lot and she gets killed and Obi-Wan and Hondo sort of join forces and fight off the the pirates that turned on Hondo and Maul and Savage. So there's some good like lightsaber fights. Uh, That's good. Obi Wan cuts off Savage's arm because Obi Wan likes to do that to people. Maybe he has an arm fetish. Like you know how people have like foot fetishes. Like maybe he has an arm fetish. Just a thought. Or like or an amputee fetish, I guess. I guess you know It could be like yeah, it could be like Crash, not not that not Paul Hoggis's crash, but the David Cronenberg crash, which is about people who get off on like car accidents. Oh my god, really? There yeah, those... James Spader's in it. It's really wow. good. I mean it's fucked up. And because well, I mean it's a Cronenberg movie about people who have like accident fetishes, so yeah, it's definitely fucked up. But yeah. It's a movie that's sort of sidelined spader's career for a while shit yeah that's crazy because i think he also might have a like a he might have a like a gay love scene in that movie i'm trying to remember i haven't seen it since college hey, what movie is it called but anyway yeah uh crash but you gotta find the right one find the cronenberg one okay uh 96 1996? That sounds... Sex car crashes. Alright, perfect. Oh man, I can't wait to hear your reaction to a Cronenberg movie. (laughs) I'm assuming you've never seen a Cronenberg movie. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I'll watch it for next episode. Hey, um... We did a lot. The, the last monthly Mendo movie we did, was that for June or July? That was for June. So we sort of don't have one for July. Because the okay. 50th episode, and then I was on vacation. And we just didn't really have time. We'll be back next month. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do two movies. We'll do one movie next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look, no, we'll idea. just... Yeah, we'll pick back up. We'll just up. review. We'll review pictures of Mendo and just be like, what is he thinking in this pic? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about him. We've already talked about him. So I mean, like, what's an episode of Can I Dispatch without talking about Mendo? 
That's a real good point. Yeah. I think it's not an episode of the Canto Bite Dispatch, basically. Exactly. Well, there you go. I love when, like, people ask you, you know, like, uh, last night, like, people would be like, oh, like, what's your podcast about? <laughs> and without saying, Mendo! Like, I'm just like, oh, you know, it's a Star Wars podcast. You know, we talk about Star Wars news. We rank things. Rank people. You know, like, the usual. <laughs> talk about who we want to have yeah. sex with. <laughs> love it. But then it's great when people are like, oh, yeah, you're you're San Diego, Brittany. And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. Please. And they're like, I've heard your voice before. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, um, Clone Wars. Um, Jedi died. Uh, what happened at the end? Um, Mons Vage get away. Darn. Their ship crashes, but they had already sent out a escape pod. Obi-Wan senses that they're still alive. And Palpatine is like, Look, dude, this is your personal shit. They're not a threat to the Republic, really. And they're probably dead. Go. So, like, we're going to go deal with our own shit. And Yoda is like, yeah, they're probably going to come back at some point, but we can deal with it then. That's kind of shitty. I mean, like, think about it. Like, these people are killing, like, lives of innocent people. Like, wouldn't you want that to be stopped? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. is they Like, Palpatine is like, this is your own shit. But the first part of the episode like the little voiceover thing where they tell us what's been going on is that they're on like this like like journey of terror basically where they're just like going to planets and killing a bunch of people just sort of like whenever they feel like it so i understand that palpatine's a bad guy and so of course this is all part of his like whole thing but uh I feel like the rest of the council should be like, hey, no, maybe we should be actually concerned about this really powerful Sith Lord with robot legs. Yeah. Who goes around and kills people who have nothing to do with anything. <sighs> Gotta love it. Well, it, well it's, it's about to get better. I mean, like, there are um, more episodes with Maul and Savage, unfortunately, but I mean, like, they're... They're good ones. I mean, we get some, uh, we get some friendly faces return. Like we might go on some nice planets like Mandalore or uh, Jedi Circus planet. You know who we don't get? Cad Bane. We don't get Cad Bane. Hey, what if he comes back for Clone Wars? A plus. If he comes back for Clone Wars and he gets to do shit and his awesome hat and he doesn't die. Then I will like Clone Wars, but I know he doesn't come back in the entire season and a half, basically, of stuff that I still have to watch. Remember those rumors that he'd be in a Rogue One? No, I don't. I think there were rumors that he was supposed to be in Rogue One. Would you? What would you have thought about that? I feel like that's a character I only want to see in animated form. <laughs> <laughs> and totally does not fit the tone of Rogue One at all. I mean, before what Rogue One was, I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like in the trailers there was a different movie than like what it was like in 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 person. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So maybe in a in a different world of Rogue One, Cad Bane was running around along with his hat. Cad Bane would have fit into the feel of Han Solo. 
Solo. Sorry, I always just want to call it Han Solo. But in terms of just yeah. sort of being like a little bit goofy and be having that slight Western feel. Yeah. I agree. Like he doesn't fit into the plot, but like the, the tone of that movie is the, is the movie that, that Bane would have fit into. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I, I liked we got Hondo. Do we get Hondo again? Yeah, <laughs> we, oh, we do. Okay, you're you're okay. not. Uh, be prepared though. Like, don't expect the worst. Oh no! You already is it okay? It, okay, so on a scale from Cad Bane being everything is good and we're all happy to circus, what are we talking about here in terms of Hondo? The circus. And how much I'm... Oh, no. Is he in the circus? <laughs> Is he in the circus episodes? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's really... It's, it, it, it's really bad. Season five has some of the best and worst episodes of the whole series. I, I, I know. So this is going to be a fun ride. Emily, I, I um, recommend that you have some nice alcoholic beverages while watching some of these arcs. Tell me before you start watching these arcs so that I can give you like a brief little like a, a sit down, like expect the worst. But you know what? You're going to expect the worst and you're going to come out of it and be like, it wasn't as bad as I thought. I feel like Circus is going to be every bit as annoying as I think it's going to be. Yeah. But we'll get through this. <laughs> in, uh, in Game of Thrones. Well, actually not in Game of Thrones. In Song of Ice and Fire. Because it's in the books. It's not on the show. There's this storyline. Where Tyrion becomes involved with this like traveling. I, I guess basically the Westeros equivalent of a like, traveling circus. And it is interminable. And it annoyed me so fucking much. And now I'm going to have that, but with the Clone Wars, a show I'm already annoyed with most of the time. I mean, at least you get Jedi children. Only the cute, the only, I like, the ones I like are the cute alien ones. Yeah, there are some of those. I'm excited about, I'm excited about a cute little Wookiee kid. But yeah, it'll it'll be fun to give me a kid with some like tentacles and shit on their head. Totally fine with it. Yeah, I mean they're a couple love, of them. Love, love adorable tentacle head kids. Don't like whiny little human padwans. Yeah, there's a couple of those. There's like one of them, and I wanted to punch him. But we shouldn't punch. If even you want to punch him, yeah. Well, what does that mean? Like, even I want to punch him. Like, do I like? Am well, because you're much nicer. You're much nicer and more tolerant than I am. I mean, I'm, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Let's. Thank you. I I will remember that when I because I feel bad. Some like you ever like? Do you ever like sit there sometimes and you're like, I wish I was nicer. Eh, I mean, I wish I was. I wish I was more patient. Yeah, and I wish, like, I was a little less like 
bitter. But I don't necessarily think nice is necessarily... Like, I don't think nice is necessarily anything worthwhile. Good is worthwhile, but nice is not necessarily good. I can be really nice, but I don't always mean it. Yeah. Like, I feel like that. Like, sometimes, like, I feel like when I'm really, like, close to someone, like, I'm very sarcastic. And I'm very, like, it comes off as being, like, an asshole. And then, like, I go back and I'm like, damn, I was being an asshole. But that's just how I am with my friends. Yeah. And my family. Yeah. Like, that's just how I, like, relate to people that I like. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, just just uh Kando bite thoughts. Hashtag Kanto thoughts. But uh, do you want to get to uh fuck Mary Kill? Oh yeah, we have a fuck Mary Kill. And this is one that uh our friend Jesse suggested to us a while ago actually in a chat that we're in, but we had another one that week so we didn't get to it, and then I stuck it in a Google Doc that I just discovered now. So this is from several weeks ago. But uh so thank you, Jesse. And <laughs> I'm sorry that we're just getting to it now. Yeah, we love you. Uh, and the topic is Clone Wars villainesses, which is sort of one of them was a spoiler for me because I didn't know that she was going to turn out to be a villain. But that's not Jesse's fault. The show is like 10 years old. It's my own fault. Uh, and that is Asaz Ventress, Aura Singh, and Barris. How do you pronounce it? Ofi? Ofi? Ofi, I think. I pronounce it Ofi. All right, so those are the three choices. So fuck, Mary kill. Okay, where are you going? Kill Ara. Fuck, Barris. Mary, actually, fuck Asajj. Mary Barris. Yeah, that sounds yep. right. I like, I like, yeah, yeah. Any, I like uh, Orsing. Okay, like on the show, like she's fine, but. Like, but she's not. Yeah. She's not nearly as cool as Asajj. Nah. And Barris is very pretty. She's nice. Again, I didn't know she turned out to be a bad guy. So I saw this list, and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Because I, th- what I thought when I first read that is, I'm thinking of the wrong person. Yeah, I know. I was, I was waiting for you to be like, um, yeah. So I assumed, like, I assumed, like, oh, I just have her confused with somebody else. And this is somebody I either A, forgot about, because I do that all the time, or B, haven't gotten to yet. But then I looked her up, and I'm like, oh no, it totally is that chick. She's just, turns out to be bad. Later. But, yeah. So, Asajj, I mean, obviously, fucking Asajj, we've already talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, multiple times. Yeah. She's super fucking hot. Yeah. And, Barris, besides the fact that, like, even when I was reading her thing, I'm like, no, I totally get that. Like, okay, I'm okay with that. Like, it's not, like, a great, it's not great to, like, bomb places. It's never good. But, I mean, it's not good. But it's sort of the villain, like, it's sort of the thing where, like, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. And she still seems like I could be married to her. Yeah. Like, she seems like she would be a pretty good spouse. Hmm. Yeah. I agree with those statements. But, yeah. Thank you, Jesse, for the fuck Mary Kill. Thank you to everyone last week that sent us a bunch of fuck Mary Kills emails, a voicemail. And um we've ranked Turbo. Um I said that he was grand it was a grand moff canto bitch, but 
he kind of kindly said no thank you and said he wanted to be um I think it was uh, director Kantovich. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Turbo. That you don't know. That's not how this works. Although that's totally how it worked with Dom, but <laughs> but that's not how it gigs. You don't get to pick your rank. You don't get to. Pick, that's like picking your nickname. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, but I'm too nice to. Say, <laughs> I'm too nice to be like. Okay, I'll be like. Yeah, okay, you can be whatever you want to be. But yeah, I guess no, no, no. grandma. Grand Moff. We will decide who is director in the next Look, episode. There, no, because there's only one director in, uh, in the Star Wars universe that we care about. George Luke. No, kidding. Mendo. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else gets that title. Nobody else is cool enough for that title. I understand there's other, but, like, but in, in the world of the Star Wars we care about, nobody's cool enough for that title. That's not fine. even Strathers gets that title. Don't feel too bad. Don't feel too bad about that, Turbo, because I'm not even giving it to Eric. You're not even giving director Canto Bitch to Eric? Nope. That's when you not know even it's... Eric. That's, even, that's when you know it's fucking serious. <laughs> it's, it's a sacred that's title. Sacred. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we got two emails. Do you want... Um, I'll read the first one. Okay. All right. Uh, this one's from uh, Michael Harris. Or Mike. Mike cares. Hi, Mike. All right. Uh, no raise mom. No raise mom, please. Hello, Brit and Emily. Hello. Wanted to get this in on time for the 50th episode. Bye behind. So here we are. Anyway, congrats on 50 episodes. Thank you. Was just listening to episode 49, and I have to say I agree with you on the Carrie Russell news and the speculation on Ray's mother. I'm hoping they don't go this route because I think the way Ryan explained it in The Last Jedi was perfect. Your parentage or bloodline does not define you. It's your actions, who, who you choose to be. That said, I wanted to get your take on a thought I had about this. What if Carrie is playing Ray's mom in some kind of forced vision, forced back, and we learn that just like Ben and Luke in the Academy, Ray's memory of her parents is just her point of view. And that the truth is slightly different. Kylo saw how Ray remembered it, but not, but it might not have been, it might not have been how it actually went down. Anyways, you both put on a fantastic show, and here's another fifty. Mike Harris. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, again, and this is all like based on I don't actually want her to be Ray's mom, but yeah, I feel like it has to be through. If she were Ray's mom, it would have to be through a vision. Her mom can't be alive. Yeah. And yeah, again, like it might, yeah, you're right. It might be that this, that's not exactly how it went down. There's some, some other element to it. Um, Like maybe it's not just they were, they were drunk. So who, wanted to sell their kid because they wanted money like maybe they thought they were actually like leaving her in a better place than they did like maybe they maybe they thought they were selling her to somebody nice <laughs> or 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 you know something like that where we're not good parents there's some other reason we have to leave her as long as they're not jedi yeah, I mean, 
I feel like it's normal for Star Wars to like talk about something and just let it go like a parentage, you know, because, you know, we got that in the Phantom Menace with Anakin when Qui-Gon's talking to Shami and he's like, hey, where's dad? And he, she's like, oh, there's not one. Never was. Just uh, did this by myself. And, you know, like Kylo kind of explained, you know, they were filthy drunk traders, or, you know, sold her for drinking money or whatever. And I feel like that's the only explanation that we should ever get. And... I feel like we could drop it at that. But then again, like they could create this like storyline that could be like really good, like from this. And, you know, there's that possibility that maybe she is like Ray's mom. But, you know, I I don't know where they're going with that. I don't think they're going anywhere, honestly. Like, I think I don't know. I think that Carrie Russell is going to be in the resistance like i i don't know thinking about it i see her more in the resistance side compared to the um first order yeah i don't know any more thoughts on that yeah i i I feel like this movie needs to be ray moving on and embracing who she is and I feel like that's sort of the note that we ended on is her her coming to grips with that. So to me, one of the reasons I'm so against like anything involving her parents, especially like with her parents turning out to, you know, be somebody, you know, in quotation marks, is that it's a it's a huge step backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, thank you, Mike, for the email. Yeah. And we also, oh, it is another one we got about Carrie Russell, actually. <laughs> and this is from Adele. Yay. Hey, ladies. I've been thinking about how I would most like to see Carrie Russell used in episode nine and wanted your thoughts. I most like her as an aunt or sister for Ray, except she really isn't. Since Kylo has figured out that family is all Ray wants, he sends one of his knights to influence her and her self-training. Basically, seems to be a good resistance fighter paying lip service to those who feel she still needs family. Then, Russell turns out to be the badass Knights of Ren who betrays them all. Rey, having been offered family, now needs to grow beyond the supported familial, the supposed familial connection and acknowledge the resistance as her chosen family. Just my thoughts for now, Adele. That's deep. I actually really like that idea. I, I mean, I don't think it'd ever be in a movie, but that, would, I, that is a fanfic I would totally fucking read. I just feel bad for Ray. Like she just basically keeps getting like fucked over. Like I feel like this is just gonna be another instance of her being like, "Hey, like here's a person," and then guess what? They're bad. Like, dude, Ben's just like after her. Shit. Like he killed fucking Han Solo, which was like a father figure to her for like a couple minutes. You get, you know, him just telling her about you know you're you're no one, you're no one, and then like what he sends one of his knights of friend to. Yeah, man, it's fucked up. Yeah. But really, okay, even even putting aside the, like, going directly after Rey, I think that the First Order having spies in the Resistance and, and and the opposite, too. We've talked about this before. It totally makes sense, and it's what I want. It's a story that I really, really want. Even if it's not, like, the main focus of it, it's... Yeah. You know, we we get we, like we get Lando's betrayal, and we get I don't even really count DJ's betrayal because if you didn't know that was coming, I mean, come the fuck on, he was you know he wasn't ever really a part of either group. But 
like having an actual spy and having that turn is really cool. And it seems unexplored weirdly to me. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of like what like Carrie Russell like would be in this movie. Like, maybe motion cap. Maybe uh, you you don't know. That's true. She could be an alien. That'd be cool. We need more aliens. The thing, this like trilogy, like not lacks but i feel like there's not a lot of like you know yeah like chewbacca but there's not like i wish there was like a new like not a new yes, chewbacca more aliens yeah that's what like, i'm hoping that the tv show has oh yeah i don't know man you don't even have to do like super in- intensive stuff like fucking do the star trek one and like just pop some pointy ears or some spots on somebody's face just do something <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Like, give us a major alien character, not in a cartoon show. I wonder why, like, they haven't done that yet. Maybe they're afraid. I don't know. It seems so strange to me. I mean, everybody fucking loves Chewbacca. Ahsoka's a hugely popular character. Mm-hmm. People will mm-hmm. connect with, like, if we can connect with BB-8, we can connect, we can connect with, with an alien. Maybe they just haven't, like, perfected, like, you know, because it's, like, not that Chewbacca's, like, perfect or anything, but, you know, that again, um, like, even, me. well, okay, yes, he's perfect, but, I mean, like, th- I, I'm thinking of, like, in the very beginning of, like, creating Chewbacca, like, even, like, the cast was, like, what the fuck is this big, like, walking carpet thing, you know? Okay, okay. So. yeah, but then, then there's no excuse for Tarkin in Rogue One. If they're waiting for things to be perfect, and they did that fucking mocap shit come on he looks like a fucking cartoon character it might be it might be better than most other examples of doing that but in terms of looking like a real person he still looks ridiculous i don't know i thought he looked okay nope okay i was like i i am astounded whenever i hear people say that because oh, even really? like even on screen caps and stuff, like I went, there was some like gif of Krennic I was looking up the other day, and I saw Tarkin in the background, and I'm just like, Jesus, it looks bad. I don't know. I I still like that he was in the movie. Like I think that was like a really big surprise, and I think that having him like really, I'm oh. torn because I love him and I think it was a cool surprise, but I find it really distracting, and it's going to age even worse. I mean, I feel like that's, like, the first time that we've... Well, I mean, like, we've seen it in, like, other movies, but that's the first time in Star Wars that we've seen someone um, not living anymore be brought back to life in a movie. Yeah, and I, feel and like I think that that's was creepy really, weird. I I'm, was... I'm uncomfortable with that precedent. I mean, if the, if the family's okay with it, then, like, yeah, but... If it was someone like Carrie Fisher, I don't know how I'd feel about that. But, like, you know, I don't have really, like, uh, feelings for Peter Crushing, you know. It's just, I don't know. Like, that shit, like, it sends all my, like, all that, like, uncanny valley, this is wrong, like, creepiness Mm -hmm. whenever I see that shit. 
I think the Princess Leia was really bad. Oof. It's not good. It just, it looked, the shading was wrong and the hair. Like, I just, I feel like they could have done better with that. I feel like she that was like very. clown makeup. Yeah, the makeup was bad. Like, that's the thing with, like, Princess Leia is that, you know, she has a very, like, minimal makeup look. Like, she has, like, the blush and she has the pink eyeshadow. But, like, that's it. And, like, some mascara. And I feel like that could have been easier than but i don't know i am not into that uh animation or uh motion capture stuff i bet it's difficult but i but then again when you watch movies like fucking ant-man and the wasp when they like reverse like age on fucking people then like you you look at rogue one you're like uh, where was the technology for that you know well, I would say it's not, but it doesn't look great in any movie. But. And again, like. I, I, I'm not saying like, look, I realize it's a huge like what Rogue One did is huge in terms of advancing that technology. But I, I just I still think we're really not there. That's fine. I mean, and it's only going to become it's only going to become more and more noticeable. Like when it, sort of like when you go back to the prequels how bad some of the special effects look. Yeah, but I, you know, you have to admit though, like 20 years. Well, yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but some things look really good too. Some things do, but things that already look bad look much worse. Like anything that is even like slightly cartoonish looking and looks like vaguely like, oh, you can tell that's a green screen is so obvious now. Yeah, like, um, I was reminded of this on Twitter this morning. Like, Dallas had, like, uh, posted something about it. Do you remember in Revenge of the Sith? Well, probably not. I, I should have never, uh, I should have never started a sentence <laughs> like that. So, in Revenge of the Sith, um, when they're all on the ship and they're about to battle Dooku, like, Dooku does this, like, backflip and it's just so oh. obviously fake. And just thinking about it just is just cringe. Like, just don't have him fight like that. Like, it's just they're adding like too much. Fight, not to have him doing backflips because it's fucking Christopher Lee and he's a thousand years old. I know. And then they had like the super battle droids like right next to him too, and like those look fake. And then you have it's it, it's a lot. Like George overdid it at sometimes, but you know you respect that. You know he saw this new technology and he's like, I want to use only this. Like I only want to use green screens for my movies, and that was a risk he took. And yeah, the problem is that it, it's not. It doesn't just affect your visuals; it affects your actors. Yeah, like there is nothing for those people to act against, and you still see it a lot in in superhero movies now, where you can tell. You are just staring at a tennis ball. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is that, you know, like, people, like, blame the actors, like, for this movie. You know, like, you know, movies like, you know, Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, like, they blame, like, the the terrible acting and everything. But it's like, how would you act if you were just surrounded by green screens and everything? You know, like, it's fucking difficult. Yeah, I don't, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of things working against it there. Which is... I mean, like, I don't look, I don't want to like just bag on the prequels every episode, but like there's problems with the dialogue. The green screen thing is crazy in terms of the amount it was used. And also I, for, for all of George's strengths, 
like reading any sort of interview with the actors he's worked with or, or hearing stories about it, he is not really an actor's director. Yeah. Like in terms of, in terms of being able to tell people what he, what he really needs out of his performances and sort of really draw that stuff out. Like when I watched the director and the Jedi and you see Ryan working with people and and what he's what he's able to get and like really dig into where with George I just don't think that's where his interest lies and I think that's really that's really obvious like uh, Peter Serafinowicz who voice who voiced Maul uh tells a great story with that I think it was on um Richard Herring's podcast but he talks about how they were how they were recording the voiceovers, like the how they were recording that dialogue, and he went in and like read the lines like one or two times each, and he thought, okay, this is just like the practice stuff. This is getting it out of the way, and then he's George is going to tell me like what he wants, like the actual performance to be, and George is like, okay, we got it. That's good. You can go home. Fuck. Uh, you know that's just George and. You know, going back to like how like Ryan Johnson's so like, you know, he goes up to the cast and, you know, talks about them like he's these these movies are so much more like emotional. Like you see more emotion out of these. These actually feel like like people like not saying that like Mm -hmm. the people from the original trilogy, like they weren't people. But, you know, you get a lot more emotion. You get more like about like personality traits, like from like Ray Finn and Poe that we got from like Princess Leia, Han and Luke. And it's it shows like the it shows that the director is like really into this other than George, who, you know, he just told them, you know, like three things and that was it. I think George is really good at a lot of stuff. I prefer when he is not directing I prefer when he has a vision that he hands off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. But yeah, that was a fun George Lucas prequel tangent. Thank you, Adele, for the email about uh, Carrie Russell. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where we started. <laughs> All back to Carrie Russell. <laughs> huh. Um. Okay, so Brittany, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at my house. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit, Instagram, Brittany the Ginger. What about you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. You can find the show at Canto Bite Pod. You can email us questions or discussion topics or fuck, Mary kill ideas or top three topics at Canto Bite Pod at gmail.com. And you can find our merch. You can buy t-shirts and phone cases and stickers and shit at tpublic.com slash user slash EFLind. And that's also linked in our show Twitter bio. Yep. Yeah, so thank you for listening to our show as we head into, you know, the next 50 episodes. Um, Please rate and review us on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. That helps us out a lot definitely thank you everyone yeah and we will see you next week bye bye